Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to DBN News for 7-1-2019. The semi-daily news that even plants crave and Anchor's number one gaming news podcast. I'm Anthony, and I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into the sweet and saucy news. First is from GameSpot and written by Kevin Nezovic. Switch's next Tetris 99 tournament is a Splatoon crossover. Nintendo has announced the next in-game competition for Switch's free battle royale-like Tetris game, Tetris 99. The fifth Maximus Cup kicks off next week on July 12th, and this time around, the event will be a collaboration with another first-party Switch game, Splatoon 2. The com- to commemorate Splatoon 2's final Splatfest event, which takes place later this month, the next Maximus Cup will be themed after the colorful shooter. The event runs until 11.59 p.m. Pacific Time on July 15th, Players who amass at least 100 event points during the time will unlock a special in-game Splatoon theme in Tetris 99. That's it. It's just a small story. I just thought it was really cool. I like that they're integrating Splatoon into the Tetris 99 and giving you something for that. Something for nothing. Second is from GameSpot and written by Steve Watts. Hearthstone's next expansion, Savers of Oldham, launches in August. Hearthstone will be rolling out its next expansion in August titled Saviors of Oldham. This marks the middle chapter in a three-part series of expansions that are all thematically linked. Just like the last expansion, Rise of Shadows, this next one brings back some familiar characters along with some new mechanics. It will launch on August 6th. Savers of Oldham takes place immediately after Shadows, after the villain Rafam and his League of Evil have made off with the floating city of Dalaran. They've sailed it over to the desert area Oldham, where the League of Explorers are ready to stop their schemes. The foursome includes Reno Jackson, Elise Starseeker, Sir Finley, and Bran Bronzebeard. All these were first introduced in the League of Explorers expansion in 2015 as a foil to Rafam. As usual, the expansion will introduce a handful of new mechanics. This one will include a new keyword, Reborn, which will bring minions back to life with one remaining health. The first time they're destroyed, power. The first time they're destroyed, powerful plague spells for priest, shaman, warrior, warlock, and rogue will impact the entire battlefield equally. Finally, Savers of Oldham will bring back quests for the first time since the Journey to Ngoro expansion. These one-cost legendary spells will always start in your hand and give you a goal to pursue as you play. If you achieve the goal, you get a big reward. This time, though, the quest reward will trigger automatically rather than generating a card into your hand. Blizzard promises more familiar mechanics will be returning as well. The expansion will once again introduce 135 new cards, and pre-purchase will net you some bonuses. The standard bundle $50 will include 50 packs and a lease Star Seeker card back and a random golden legendary. The mega bundle, which is $80, will include 80 packs, card back, random golden legendary, and an Elise Star Seeker Druid Hero Portrait. You can also log in within the first 90 days of the expansion's launch to get a free random quest card. The single-player portion of the expansion is planned to launch in September. Upon Oldham's launch, the arena will rotate to include Basic, Classic, Savers of Oldham, Rastakhan's Rumble, Journey to Ungoro, Kobolds and Catacombs, and League of Explorers. You can attend a pre-release fireside gathering between August 2nd through the 5th to open your packs early. Hey, for all you Hearthstone people getting them new cards, you know, if you want your children to not uh, get addicted to drugs or doing bad things and spending their money on that, just get them addicted to trading card games. Hi, everybody. Anthony from Dad's Beards Nerds here. 
here to tell you about our sponsorship program, a wonderful way to help support us in another way if you are a business or just someone who wants something read. Our sponsorships cost $100 for a week or $200 for three weeks. Your ad will be read over our week's worth of content, which includes DBN News, any reviews we might do, and our DBN Prime podcast. If this sounds something that interests you, then contact us at Gmail at dadsbeardsnerds at gmail.com. We look forward to working with you and we look forward to hearing from you. Now, enjoy the rest of the show. Third is from IGN and written by Jesse Wade. Square Enix president hopes Avengers will best Insomniac Spider-Man. In an interview with GamesIndustry.biz, president of Square Enix, Yosuke Matsuda, I'm so sorry for butchering that name, spoke about the success they're hoping Marvel's Avengers will see, specifically in comparison to Marvel's Spider-Man for PS4. Spider-Man was a huge title and a major success. So we would like to work hard to have that kind of success, Matsuda said. So I guess it did increase my expectations for Avengers. I do believe you have to have high goals. I thought that Spider-Man was fantastic, but we don't want to be bested by them. We are working very hard on the development effort right now so that we are able to provide a new experience. Masuda also explained why Square Enix deciding or decided to work with Five Studios and how it's not that shocking of a decision in the modern era of video games. The lead studio on the project is Crystal Dynamics and Ios Montreal is supporting them and their support from Netherlands studio Nixes. And they're interacting with each other in a variety of different ways, he said. But when you talk about blockbuster or AAA titles these days, in general, you'll find your resources are too limited if you try to develop them only at a single studio. For that reason, a variety of studios are collaborating with one another. One of Square Enix's main focuses with Marvel Avengers is creating new experiences for players that are also fulfilling, with Masuda says can be challenging, but overall also helps them bring those new abilities into future titles. It doesn't have to be a licensing arrangement, but this time with Marvel, we decided we were going to produce a new Avengers experience that was going to be completely separate to the very famous cinematic universe. We saw this as a considerable challenge, and we thought that by doing that, it would give us experiences that we could then leverage moving forward when making other new titles, Matsuda said. Awesome. I mean, I get it that you're going to have multiple studios in the development of a big budget game now, which is cool. And I don't know. This game's going to be fun. I think this game's going to be fun. It got a little bit of, uh, you know, bad blood when people saw the character models. But I think overall, it's going to be an awesome game. We just got to wait and see. We just got to wait and see. Fourth is from IGN and written by Matt Perslow. Sony is considering studio acquisitions ahead of PS5. Sony is considering acquiring more development studios as it gears up for the launch of PS5. Talking to Nikai, the translation is via Gametsu, Sony Interactive Entertainment President and CEO Jim Ryan said that content is more important than ever. In order to secure more content, the company is considering the merger and acquisition of game developers. The thought comes to Sony as it observes new companies entering the industry, such as Google with its Stadia streaming platform. But while Sony no doubt needs to work ever harder to ensure it is competitive, the gaming giant welcomes new players in the space. Companies new to the games industry looking at the market with hope is something we definitely welcome, said Ryan. Sony Interactive Entertainment has 25 years of experience in the games industry and has big assets. Should this become more than a consideration, it will see Sony acquire more developers for its first-party portfolio, meaning more studios working on PlayStation-exclusive games. 
Exclusive have long been key to ensuring console success stories, and Sony has arguably seen this more than ever during the generation's lifespan with PS4 games such as God of War and Uncharted 4. How do they not put Horizon Zero Dawn in that list? It seems likely that Sony would want to secure more exclusives for the upcoming PS5. I mean, Microsoft is doing it, so it makes sense that Sony's going to do it. Plus, Sony already has all the good grace and goodwill with their, you know, first-party exclusives. So hopefully, we this this works out. It'll be awesome. It's good for the games. It's good for the games. What's good for the games is good for the gander. And that is the news for today. Thank you for listening, and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast and the listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 per month. Check us out on Twitter at dadsbeardsnerds, Instagram at dadsbeardsnerdspodcast, Twitch at dadsbeardsnerds, or if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, you can find that link in our Twitter bio and in the show notes for every show that we produce. Until next time, I'm Anthony. I look forward to making more content for you.